0: morning good morning my goodness I don't know about you but I just don't get over that so quickly this uh, at some point by the end of the weekend we're gonna baptize about 220 people can we just thank the Lord for that thank God thank God every every one of those are stories of changed lives and I, I every time I show up on baptism Sunday I say thank you Lord that even when I did not see you working even when we didn't know if the gospel was going out and causing any change in people's hearts. Baptism Sunday is a reminder that if we will just keep our eyes on the good news and keep proclaiming the resurrected Christ that we will see change lives from now until he returns. Amen, can somebody agree with that? It's that simple. And I'm grateful for every story that we just got to witness. That was a part of their story. And I don't know if you remember when you were baptized or not, but that's a part of your story. And I remember when I was baptized and how how meaningful it was, how it changed my life. And so I want to uh, share a couple of things with you before I get into the Word today. Number one, uh, we didn't receive an offering because we were baptizing people. But if if you don't uh, feel that God's doing anything around here and don't want to give, I don't know what else to tell you. But we're seeing people come to Christ everywhere. If you want to be a part of this and there's four ways to give, I don't, I don't have a dog and pony show for you there. So... Give as the Lord leads you. So I'm grateful for all that God is doing at New Life Church. God's doing things here. God's moving here. People's lives are being changed. And I'm so very grateful. We're baptizing people at all eight congregations. Uh, throughout the weekend and next weekend as well also this tuesday night all the ladies in the room and all the ladies watching online this tuesday night is women's night out here at new life church it's a really really special night we do this two or three times a year it's a it's a gathering of women i think it they're going to start at five o'clock with some fun activities and games a chance for you to meet some other ladies and then at six thirty or 5 30 is dinner which you can't miss that. And then the actual service starts at 6.30. And it's a, if you've never been a part of this, it's a prophetic night, a night where there's a lot of ministry happening, a lot of encouragement, a lot of strength. And I would just love it if every woman in the room showed up. I just promise you, you will not regret that, that hour of your, of your week if you'll show up for Women's Night Out. All right, we have been in a series since January talking about God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Last Sunday, of course, was Resurrection Sunday. What a fitting way to come to the end of that particular part as we celebrated the resurrection. And we had almost a little over 20,000 people come to New Life Church last weekend at all our congregations, at 17 services, about 20,000 people. And today, though, we're going to start marching toward Pentecost. If you know anything about the church calendar from the time of the resurrection we he ascended he was resurrected then he ascended into heaven and then the holy spirit was sent to the earth on pentecost sunday so for the next several sundays we're going to talk about the third person of the trinity the holy spirit and i want to show you today and so the title of this message is we believe in the holy spirit i want everyone to look at me for just for a moment new life church is unashamedly and without any doubt, a church that is in love with the person and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. I I cannot be your pastor without the Holy Spirit. I I cannot lead a church without the Holy Spirit. I cannot be married without the Holy Spirit. Someone asked me the other day, Pastor Brady, do we need the Holy Spirit to go to heaven? I said, you need the Holy Spirit to go to Walmart. (laughs) <laughs> That's the truth, you've been there lately? <laughs> you better be Spirit-filled when you walk in those doors. I, I think I'm going to say something that may, may seem strong, but I think over the last couple of years what I realized as a pastor is how few people were really being led by the Spirit. And it, it, and it, it cultivated in our social media posts and the way we interacted with one another See, people that walk by the Spirit are not looking for a fight. They're looking for the fruits of the Spirit. And I discovered that maybe we have not done a good enough job discipling our church and what it means to walk by the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit, to be filled with the Spirit. And so I'm really looking forward to the next seven or eight weeks diving into this topic with you. And today is going to be more of a general overview and we're going to look at the the passage in the Nicene Creed that talks about the Holy Spirit and what did the early church fathers when they were wrestling through the Creed they came to this particular part when they wanted to tell the worldwide church what it means to be led by the Spirit filled with the Spirit overshadowed by the Spirit so we're going to read this. this is comes this is out of the Nicene Creed Let me read this to you and read it with me out loud if you want if you want to confess it out loud with me it's a good good thing to do we believe in the Holy Spirit the Lord the giver of life who proceeds from the Father and the Son and with the Father and the Son he is worshiped and glorified and he has spoken through the prophets now if you're familiar with how the nicene creed is written it starts out with father son holy spirit and then the church now there's a reason the nicene creed speaks of the holy spirit in between the resurrection of christ and the church and there's a reason why the early church fathers recognized that the the passage on the Holy Spirit needed to be after Jesus but before the church the Holy Spirit is the link between the resurrected Christ and the living church so listen this is as simply as I can put it there's no church without the Holy Spirit and we sing this song King of Kings you know we sing this song it says and this and the church was born when the Spirit lit the flame Listen, we cannot belong to church where the Holy Spirit is not central. I I know there's so many churches right now that are trying to follow Jesus without the Holy Spirit. Maybe you grew up in a denominational structure where the person and the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit was not emphasized. I can tell you it is impossible to follow the Lamb without the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the same power that we celebrated last Sunday, resurrection power, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is now at work right here in us, the people of his church. So what you saw today in baptism, I don't know if you know this or not, but the idea of baptism is the old being taken into the water, but a new man being resurrected out of the water. Well, how is that even possible? Because the early church knew something that maybe we don't. That the same power that raised Christ from the dead is the same power that's working in us and through us right now. In fact, anything that is dead in your life can be resurrected if you'll invite the Holy Spirit into that part of your life. It's that simple. When Pam and I go through marriage struggles, (laughs) we've been married almost 33 years. So where two or more people are gathered together, there's going to be a fight. Come on. Yeah, you know that passage of scripture where two or more people are gathered together, Jesus is there. The reason he had to show up is to referee a fight. Listen, you can't have meaningful relationships without the Holy Spirit, because at some point every relationship in this room is going to go through a season of dead and it has to be resurrected. Sometimes you have to fall back in love, back in love, back in love, back in love. You have to stay in love, stay in love. How does that happen? Sometimes you have to ask the Lord to love your children again. Come on, somebody, that was really quiet. There were some parents that didn't want to amen too loud, I understand. Because they're sitting right there with you and you had to fall back in love with them this morning. But how does that happen? How do we stay in close relationship with one another? How do we stay in love with the people inside our church? This is a very diverse church for Colorado Springs. I mean, we're, we're, this is a homogenous group of people. It's it's an interesting mix of people. How does that happen? It's by the power of the Holy Spirit. So let me just show you these phrases. I I just picked two or three phrases out of the Nicene Creed that I wanna talk about today. And then this is gonna launch us into the next several weeks, okay? So next several weeks, we're gonna go even deeper into some of these ideas. But I wanna show you three particular phrases out of the Nicene Creed that are lifted out of the passages of Scripture, by the way. And let's talk about these things today about the Holy Spirit. So the first thing the creed says is we believe the Holy Spirit is the giver of life, all life. The Bible says that in the womb of your mother, there was a moment in the womb of your mother where the Holy Spirit formed you. It's what the Psalmist says. Now I, like, I know he was talking more maybe more in poetic terms, but I believe there was a moment where life starts. It's more than just a biological fact. It is a spiritual miracle that life burst forth. Who who created the the biology of it? God created the biology, and by His power and by His Spirit, life comes to pass in the womb of a mother, and I believe it is the work and the mark of the Holy Spirit. Look at Genesis chapter one, the second scripture in the Bible. The second scripture in the Bible brings the Holy Spirit into play. Genesis one, verse two, the earth was formless and empty, but the Spirit, somebody say, but the Spirit. But the Spirit was moving, hovering, hovering over the dark of the deep. New Life Church, I can tell you a thousand times, if not 10,000 times in the last two years, where I looked around the landscape of the world, I could see the future of the big church around the world, even the church here in Colorado Springs, and I saw darkness, I saw emptiness, I saw things that didn't look alive, and I would go back to this passage of scripture, and I would say, Father in heaven, you have a history. Father in heaven, you have uh, the ability to take what is formless and dark and empty and to speak life over it and for life to appear. Listen, I don't know if you know what a miracle is. Let me tell you what a miracle is. A miracle is when something is dark and empty, lifeless and formless, suddenly burst forth with life. There is no miracle anywhere in the Bible where the Holy Spirit was not present. Let me say this in another way. Every miracle you read about in the Bible was a result of the influence of the holy spirit even jesus said i've got to go away because i'm bringing somebody better it's better for me to go away and let me send you the holy spirit the holy spirit's able to do things that no but nothing else can do the holy spirit is the lord the giver of life and by the way that's why as christ followers maybe some of you walked in today and you say why are christ followers so concerned about pro-life issues because we believe all life is a gift from God. Therefore, it's not punishment against women, it is an invitation for life to burst forth. Therefore, we are called to be stewards and guardians, protectors and caregivers of this gift of life. From womb to tomb, wherever we see life being threatened, that's when Christ followers have always stepped in for 2000 years and raised our voice and said no let's contend for life that because we believe he's the Lord the giver of life John chapter 6 says the spirit gives life the flesh counts for nothing the words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life and see this is the challenge we've been in the last couple of years where we've had to either given to our anger or give in to the spirit and listen you can't follow both you'll either follow your flesh or follow the spirit and that the bible is very clear about this that that's the, those are the two choices every single day follow the ways of your flesh and see where that takes you or follow the ways of the spirit And i'm not pointing over here because i think you're more fleshly i just want you to point that out i know some of you had some self-doubt creep in right there when i pointed at you that wasn't a prophetic point but you either follow your flesh or you follow the spirit listen this is what the jesus says the spirit gives life Amen. if you walked in the day with a darkness hovering about you if you walk in the day in your family your home your children your grandchildren your job your health whatever wherever darkness is hovering over you the only antidote for darkness is light and how do you receive light you call on the holy spirit Every time I feel discouraged, every time I feel abandoned, every time I feel a sense of hopelessness, that's when I stop and pause and I said, Lord, the reason I'm feeling this is I feel an emptiness of the Spirit. And so I stop and I pause and I call on the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the Lord and the giver of life. He hovers over the dark of the deep. He calls things that are chaotic, he calls them into order. Amen. That's why it's such important for us to know who the Holy Spirit is. We believe the Holy Spirit is the Lord, the giver of life. And we also believe that the Holy Spirit is God. I don't know if you know this or not, but the Holy Spirit is not your accessory piece. The Holy Spirit is not the weird person of the Trinity. He's the third person of the Trinity. Listen, I tell people all the time, people say, Pastor Brady, I don't want to belong to a charismatic church, There's just so many weird people there. I say, yeah, I agree. They're, but they're weird at Walmart. <laughs> of course they're gonna be weird here. Listen, if you're weird out there, you're gonna be weird in here. But don't blame that on the Holy Spirit, please. In fact, if you're going to act weird, don't mention the Holy Spirit. You're not helping. Just be weird. I'm okay with weird. Just don't blame the Holy Spirit for your weirdness. (laughs) Because the Holy Spirit's God. He's not a force. He's not an accessory piece. In fact, the Holy Spirit is worthy of our worship the same way Jesus is worthy of our worship, the same way the Father is worthy of our worship. So I, I hear a lot of people, they have a hard time with this. They'll say, oh, Pastor Brady, I believe in a good, good father. I want to sing that song every day. Good, good father. I believe in a good dad, a good father. i way Papa God. I believe that. I believe it. Yes, I believe it. And what's not to like about Jesus? The Prince of Peace died on the cross for me, came out of the tomb for me, resurrected on my behalf. But the Holy Spirit, See, this is why if I were the enemy, and I wanted to completely emasculate and dehumanize the church, I would make the Holy Spirit inaccessible to the church. I would mislabel the Holy Spirit. I would accuse and slander the Holy Spirit to the church because you can worship the Father and Jesus all you want, but you'll never walk in full victory until you embrace all of it, all of it. In fact, the Father and Jesus would tell you explicitly, you cannot follow them by ignoring a third of the Trinity. It's the Spirit's work that causes you to In fact, nobody can come to Christ. Salvation is not even possible unless the Holy Spirit is at work. You can't argue people into the kingdom. You can't use your mind to overpower people into the kingdom everyone in this room who's really following jesus you had a miracle moment where something like scales fell from your eyes and a miracle happened by the power of the holy spirit you had a damascus road experience where you fell to your face and called upon an unseen unknown god because the holy spirit convicted you and the holy spirit drew you to jesus that is the work of the holy spirit that's the work of the spirit And because of that, we believe He's God. So when I pray, just a moment ago, I prayed to say, Father, we thank you for all that happened. We pray it in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Why do I pray like that? Because I believe all three are present, and all three deserve our worship. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? All right, here's the third thing. Not only is he the Lord, the giver of life, not only is the Holy Spirit God, we believe, we believe the Holy Spirit speaks. He's the one speaking to us. And out of the creed, it says he has spoken through the prophets. In fact, it's the Holy Spirit. It's only by the help of the Holy Spirit that it's possible to experience the presence of God every single day. In fact, let me tell you what the number one pastoral question I get asked. I get asked more than any other question, Pastor Brady, how do you hear the voice of the Lord? And I say to them, the first thing, you'll never hear God if you don't open your Bible. If you're ignoring the Bible, you're ignoring God's voice. The reason I have these scriptures, the reason I open these scriptures, the reason I, I breathe in these scriptures every single day is because I believe they're living and active. They're able to discern and able to sharpen. These words are, are powerful. They, they, they're alive and active in my soul. And I cannot hear the voice of the Lord. You know, a lot many, many Christ followers go days and days and days without reading the Bible. And then they get into a crisis moment of their life where they have to hear God's voice. And they can't hear God's voice because they have not listened to the scriptures. One of the ways I've taught my kids over the years to hear the voice of the Lord is to read the Scriptures out loud. And I want to encourage you, get back to the holy habit of opening up the Psalms. We have 150 of them. Every night, before you go to bed, or every morning when you wake up, open up just one Psalm, and read it out loud, so you can hear it. You hear it both internally and externally. You're hearing the Word of God spoken. You may not understand it all, okay? That's not the point yet, okay? The point is, Hearing the word of God so that later in the day When God wants to speak to you You'll be familiar with his voice and his ways That let me just give you a better example Okay, when I when Pam and I first started dating 35 years ago, okay? She's been my girlfriend 35 years. We've been married 32, but my girlfriend for 35 now 35 years ago Noah's Ark was not even dry yet. Okay, I understand that it sounds like a long time ago This was before caller ID. I don't know if you know this, all the people under the age of 30, there was a time in human history when phones rang and you did not know who was calling. It was a great mystery at our house. It was an exciting moment at our house when the phone rang because you didn't know who was calling. It could be your drunk uncle who lived down the road, it could be the IRS, it could be anyone which both things happened at my house. (laughs) I'm not making that up. But there was a lot that you didn't know. So when I started dating Pam, there were other girls that I also liked. Now that's not true today, but 35 years ago I was very popular with a few young ladies, just a few. And they all from time to time would call the house. And it's hard to discern one female voice from another on analog phones. So when I first started dating Pam, I really liked her. And one day the phone rang and I suspected it was Pam, but I had three seconds to get it right. Because all the women in the room know if I call her by the wrong name, it is game over. Do not pass go, do not collect $200, go straight to jail. I remember the day that she called. No caller ID, I didn't know who was calling. I picked it up and I heard a female voice on the other end. She said, is Brady there? And I had three seconds. Who is this girl? Which of the four girls that I've been regularly talking to is calling me at this moment? And to my, I think it was the Lord intervening. I said, is this Pam? She goes, yes. And we, yes, pow, (laughs) 35 years later. Now, today, Pam will be here at the 11 o'clock service. Pam can be in a crowded room today and not say a word to me. And simply through eyebrow raises and subtle body motions can communicate paragraphs to me. Listen, men, this is why women get married. They want to see if they can break one of us and train us. I tell people all the time, I am bilingual. I speak English and I speak Pam. Why? What has happened in 35 years? What has happened? What happened from the day that I picked up the phone not knowing her voice to 35 years later can read her mind almost. The reason that I understand Pam is because Pam became exclusive to me. The reason I know her voice now, she can call me. I don't need caller ID to recognize Pam's voice. In fact, in a crowded room of people, she can go, Brady. And my head will snap toward her. That's true, I'm serious. All right, moms, all the moms in the room. Let put your child in a crowded room with a 100 other children, and your child cries, and there's 50 other kids crying, can you notice your kids cry? Yes! Why? Because your child is the most important person in that room to you. How do you hear God's voice? Maybe it's not the most important person in the room to you. It should be, I didn't hear that comment, but a, This is how, listen, the reason most of us are not hearing God's voice is because God's voice is not exclusive to us. You're listening for 13 other sources of information, and then at your moment of desperation, you're calling upon God. That's why every single morning for the last six years of my life, when I turned 50, I started doing this. Every single morning, I did it this morning when I woke up. I woke up this morning at 620, and I said, come Holy Spirit. I didn't look at my phone. I didn't check the news. I didn't do anything before I said that. This morning I said, come Holy Spirit. It's not because I believe the Holy Spirit ran off and left me in the middle of the night. It's a reminder to me today that I cannot pursue the activity of God. I cannot represent the good nature of Jesus without the work of the Holy Spirit. It's me welcoming what I need it's me welcoming it's making the Holy Spirit exclusive to my life the reason Pam gets all of my attention is she's the most important woman in my life she I know her I see her she's exclusive to me and scripture is a text that's alive with the voice of God if you want to hear the Lord open up the Bible Start reading the Bible. I know this sounds so simple. I can't imagine I'm saying this, but read the Bible every day, and you'll hear the voice of the Lord every day. It's that simple. Read the Bible out loud every day, and you have—you've guaranteed yourself a very simple truth. You heard the voice of the Lord that day, and then there will come a moment when you don't have a Bible in front of you, and you're alone, and you're burdened, and you're in despair. And in a still small way, you will say, Father in heaven, I need you to lead me right now. And suddenly you will hear the voice of the Lord in the still of the night come to you and direct you and lead you and call you. And the reason you will know with absolute certainty that it is His voice is because you have become familiar with His voice and His voice is exclusive to you. Let me read this. Second Timothy three sixteen. Let me read this to you. Read it over you. All scripture is God breathed. All scripture. There's my southern accent coming out again. All, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. All of it. That's how you hear. The voice of the lord let me just share one more thing with you okay john chapter 14 let me share one more scripture with you and again we're going to go into a deeper dive in all this in the next several weeks if this is awakening something in you if this is causing you to maybe pay attention in a new way stay with me the next several weeks because we're going to dive in maybe the most important topic we're going to talk about this year is how to hear the voice of the lord let me read this here out of john 14 but he, jesus this is his final days Jesus, this is his final couple of weeks, probably. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave to you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not, be afraid now most people quote verse 26 without quoting verse 27 verse 26 said welcome the holy spirit call upon the holy spirit invite the holy spirit into your life verse 27 is a result of verse 26 you can't have verse 27 if you don't first embrace verse 26 Everybody wants peace, but nobody's calling on the Prince of Peace and the Giver of Peace, which is the Holy Spirit. I'm speaking over you today, peace. I'm speaking over you today, a good long afternoon nap today. When that rain comes in this afternoon, I'm praying the spirit of nap over your soul. I'm praying peace over your home. Even your teenagers are going to nap today. Even your small kids are going to calm down today. Then the, the peace of the Lord is possible for a people who call on the Holy Spirit. Let me say it one more time. The peace of the Lord is possible for a people who call on the Holy Spirit. And I'm asking you today as, as your pastor, if you want peace in your house, if you want peace in your marriage... If you want peace in your friendships again you have to ask for the Holy Spirit my peace I give to you not like the world gives and by the way the world hasn't given me an ounce of peace in about two and a half years (laughs) if you're out there looking for it good luck you will not find it out there search all you like you're gonna find fear and chaos and fatigue But all who call upon the name of the Lord, all who welcome the Holy Spirit can find this peace that I'm talking about. Would you stand with me this morning? Stand up with me this morning. I have more to say, but I don't think you can bear it. (laughs) I'm, I'm gonna have plenty to say in the weeks ahead. But I think we're in a moment in our service where we just need to ask for the Holy Spirit. I think we just need to welcome the Spirit's work in our lives fresh in a new way. See, this morning, what you saw in the baptismal waters was a group of people who had called upon Jesus because of the Holy Spirit. And you'll hear, me, you'll hear me all the time say, invite Jesus into your life. Welcome Jesus as Lord of your life. Call upon the name of the Lord that you might be saved. But there's another prayer that is almost as powerful and is absolutely necessary. Come Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Spirit. I love the Father. I believe Jesus is the path for my salvation. Now pray now for the power of the Spirit in your life. And some of you have never prayed for the Holy Spirit to come to your life. Maybe you've never prayed that prayer out loud. Let me just invite you for the first time maybe today to pray that for the very first time. You're gonna see something remarkably different about your ability to follow Jesus when you begin to welcome the Holy Spirit. So I'm gonna pray with you because I need it. I want it. So if you're okay with this, if this is, your, this is my posture when I come before the Lord with my hands open, give me today my daily bread posture. Father in heaven, we're so thankful you sent Christ to us. We are so thankful for his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, and his soon return. But Lord, in this season of waiting, in this season of hoping and longing for your return, you did not leave us as orphans, you didn't leave us by ourselves. You left us with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is in, in the room. The Holy Spirit is above us and below us, all around us, behind us, under us. So we welcome Him. Maybe the, the first step for you is just that simple three-word prayer, come Holy Spirit. If that's you today, begin to welcome the Holy Spirit into your life. In fact, whatever places of your life today are dark, whatever places in your life are dark and formless and empty, would you welcome the Holy Spirit into that space? Wherever you feel the darkness of the world overshadowing you, right now, over that spot, over that place, Say, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. I want you to say in this posture. Micah wrote this song, it's on our new album, Spirit Come, Spirit. It's one of my favorite songs on the new album. And it's a beautiful prayer as we prepare our hearts to come to the table of the Lord. So let's just keep our hands lifted, our voices high. Let's sing this song as a prayer. And let's prepare our hearts to come to the table of the Lord in just a few minutes. Let's sing together.
1: We are waiting And we are watching We won't move without you We won't move without you We are hoping, anticipating we won't move without you we won't move without you now
2: The Holy Spirit is the Lord, the giver of life. He is God and He speaks. This is our good news today. That the God who by the power of His Spirit initiated salvation to you and to me, also by the power of that same Spirit sustains salvation for you and for me. This is the work that He does. He draws us to Himself. He continues to unveil our eyes. He continues to give us new life. And so when we come to the table of the Lord, it's the Holy Spirit that makes this significant because it makes this bread and this cup renewed for us, reminding us that we have a God who came running after us and whose body was broken on our behalf, whose blood was shed on our behalf. And so on the night our beloved Savior was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he looked at his followers and he said, this is my body which is broken for you. Every time you take this, by the power of the Holy Spirit, know you have been made new by my finished work. Brothers and sisters, let us take the bread together. And likewise, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant poured out in my blood. You've been washed. You have been made clean. I'm presenting you as a bride without spot or blemish. Every time you do this, do it in remembrance of me. Brothers and sisters, let us take the cup together. Can we just sing this one more time. On Thanksgiving.
1: Sing your presence, your presence.
2: a couple things before you leave today before i pray and dismiss you i just got a sense i needed to say um there's some of you in here who felt you needed to get baptized today and you didn't and i got good news for you we have an 11 o'clock service so if 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 you still feel the Lord stirring as, as pastor brady was speaking and that holy spirit is beckoning you I wanna invite you to stay and, and come and get baptized for the second service. I wanna invite our prayer ministry team to go ahead and come down. If you would like prayer for anything, we wanna pray with you. If there's anything stirring up inside you that, that came up during the message, we have a care corner outside to connect with you. If it's your first time here today, we would love to meet you in Connect Central directly after the service. And we have a couple section parties, I believe, today as well. Sections eight, nine, 10, 11, something like that. We'll figure it out. Could you open your hands with me as I send you out with the benediction? Brothers and sisters, May you know that the Holy Spirit is the Lord, the giver of life. He is your God. He speaks to you. He loves you. He cares for you. As you go from this place, I pray that the Lord would bless you and keep you, that he would make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you, that he'd lift his bright, smiling countenance towards you and grant you peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Grace, mercy, peace be with you.